0: Yurok was really where the sperm met the egg, <laughs> 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 and created life. Actually, Hopkinsville. That, well, but that's where the, that, though, that, well, that's yeah. where life happened at Hopkinsville.
1: To Eclipse on Tap, the podcast where we talk about eclipses of all kinds and space in general, we're here with you for episode thirty-two. Welcome back, everybody. Been a little while. It's it's been a. It's been a bit
0: of a, a break. Mm -hmm. A little break here. It was good. Yeah. Good
1: little break. I feel refreshed. (laughs) We're on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Some some vacation. We're here on a very uh, pleasant may evening in michigan with weather finally um as it should be some sunny warm weather
0: we uh we we had snow last week i think like some flurries yeah it was no good so bullshit yes yeah but now it's today was like mid 70s so there you go it's pretty good but yeah, it took a little while a little a little uh, chilly start to our uh our spring absolutely uh, the
2: forward-looking forecast looks like we got yeah, We're pretty much in the clear now. Yesterday, yeah. kind of shitty, and now now it's looking like it's gonna be seventies going
1: on. Yeah, finally uh, a a good stretch of uh, weather, which will be perfect for our uh, alluded to cycling kit that is now a reality. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Accepted delivery was that Monday this week or last week? I think it was Monday. Yeah, this Monday th- yep. Monday this week. Yep.
2: So, <laughs> it's in our hands first ride done actually David did his first ride today yeah everybody else got out a couple nights ago for a little spin
1: yeah it's a nice top first notch. impressions everybody it's super nice yeah we're man it's it's uh just exciting to see it in in person the last time that we spoke about it was in March actually I think even in the, when we talked to broadleaf and we had the interview there that was the first time we really chatted about it on the podcast a little bit and then last uh, last episode 31 we really discussed it more. Uh, but it was still always a PDF render. It was never the real thing, and to to actually hold it and see the vivid uh, graphics on it, it looks great. I'm yeah, pumped. Yeah.
2: I I was not expecting it to be as as awesome as as it is. It, I kind of was. No.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, expectations. I had high right? hopes, but
2: yeah. but it 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 still surprised me at how awesome it was.
0: Yeah, and especially since we are uh, the uh, first team ever to be rocking a new speed jersey yeah um you know that that's pretty Take bad cool pros yeah so <laughs> i uh yeah i liked it a lot i mean it's extremely uh form-fitting and then uh i mean maybe that's just because i'm a little swole from the winter <laughs> but uh and it, it feels good chamois feels landing. good and yeah. uh it's it's going to be really good for the hot days like i mean even today i mean it wasn't really that hot but comparatively to the last couple of months it, has, it was, so uh, it feels good, you know, overall. Very comfy. Can't even tell I got my shorts on. Had to look down and check a couple of times, make sure I yeah. had bibs on, but yeah. It's That's looks, one of the things that that
2: I noticed most was that the the, the lightweight mm-hmm. bibs. Yeah, they're they,
1: super nice. The
2: jersey, I was expecting it because we, we saw the materials beforehand, but then getting those bibs on just, I mean, it almost...
1: It feels like
2: you're riding your birthday suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, super nice. It's very technical kit. A lot of, um, you know, uh, high quality fabrics and cuts built into it, courtesy of uh, V13 Custom Apparel up in Rockford. Big shout out to them. Super, yeah. super nice kit. Gary hooked us up. Yeah, yeah, they it came came through.
2: It wasn't easy getting it here. I mean, they, the way he explained it to me, they ship on commercial flights. So obviously, there's limited flights coming. Here these days, so we were a little bit behind um, what was anticipated, but still way ahead of uh, probably given the circumstances. Way ahead of where other teams or other yeah
0: yeah, yeah lot, other kits the, are. Yeah, I mean a, a lot of the a lot of the uh, companies that are in Italy and all that kind of stuff. You're going to be waiting a little while. No, You'll be yeah. lucky to see it this year. Yeah, but we got it. Um, did the did the uh, inaugural? ride on it this week and looking forward to rocking that thing hopefully we can um you know use it at grattan if they're you know in july now yeah that's postponed but yeah it'll still be good to like just riding around in it today even it was kind of like you know this is this is kind of cool i've never really been in a kit that's like your own thing yeah you know marked up with all your own stuff instead of somebody else's you know Team or stuff like that. So, I felt that too when yeah. we
1: were last when we wrote it the first time. um There's like this little bit of and en- like a little added energy you have just because it's yeah it's your thing. People are looking at it. It's um it's already drawing attention to the podcast and then to some of our partners as well. And um it looks it's just sharp looking kit.
2: Yeah yeah it's, it was it was a little surreal when we all went out and wrote in it. Yeah for it me was. anyway yeah. like I wanted to ride ahead of everybody see what it looked like. For coming at me and then i wanted to ride behind everybody just you know get a look at it it's one thing to wear
0: it it's another thing to see it on, on everybody yeah. else it does look good
2: just um, checking everybody
0: out <laughs> yeah well i mean it it looks distinguished from a distance like somebody riding up you know i saw a big hoss riding up today when i was on my ride and you can tell you know it's uh it's definitely noticeable it's not like any other kit that blends in, especially if you see it coming up in front of you because yeah. it's, you know, white front with the, you know, accent sleeves. So
1: yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. For those that, uh, I think we posted some photos and stuff on the Instagram, but there's a little promo that features the kit, um, in real life that you can uh, check it out on our Instagram at eclipse on tap. We'll post some other photos too. I'm sure a lot oh, yeah. of photos. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just, it's cool. And, and I think it's, one of those things too, where the partners that we have are all partners that we have a real relationship with. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that, like you said, supporting it around, you know, wearing the eclipse on tap name on, on the front and the back, but also partners that we really enjoy being partners with. Um, it's not just some random, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Some random logo. They're all like legitimate friends. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. And And again,
2: they did a great job tying their logos into the the kit yeah i mean it, it just looks it it's looks like we're legit <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is. as shocking as that might be no it, it does it it looks like you know like a pro team kit it's it's well put together well, you never know and unfortunately fortunately be a pro
1: team yeah <laughs> can you imagine though <laughs> like my
2: six hours a week
1: training? <laughs> <laughs> if suddenly, yeah. uh, like a few years from now, like we're, it, it is a pro team and there's like these U23 ki- <laughs> kids that are like, <laughs> there's going to be, there's gonna be a heavy vetting process for whoever gets on that team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These yeah. kids that are, you know, trying to live the dream. They, they're they like, what, what the hell is this? Oh, it's eclipse on tap. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the team. So yeah, it's, it's just cool. And I, I like it too. Cause it's got a level of, um, uh, Like you said it's very distinct it's not like like given your black and white kit very simple color scheme it you might think oh it kind of was a classy looking kit like a classical but it's not like it's just sharp looking it has some very distinct features that set it apart and it's not like overly edgy like some stupid design like the one kit we had maybe four or five years ago on the club team that Mm -hmm. looked like a broken glass that was a little maybe too far on the edgy side where you're looking at it years later you're like why did i (laughs) why did i wear this around (laughs) at
2: some point we thought
1: that was cool
2: yeah no this is kind of timeless design
1: yeah it's it's really really neat and um and i yeah i can't wait to wear it for many many rides to come yeah and there might be uh there it might
0: be available to you, you yeah you listeners out there um down the road here i don't know maybe maybe uh end of the summer fall somewhere in that maybe over the winter we don't know but we'll probably end up eventually posting some stuff, um, you know, opening up a store potentially. I don't know we'll, we're talking about. Maybe doing that, uh, depending on if people want it. And then, um, I think we've
2: got yeah. a number of people that are interested, lot, whether yeah. it's in a kit or, uh, some other type of swag hats,
1: definitely t shirts, hoodies, that, whatever. That's what I really love about it is the, obviously the whole intent was to bridge two passions of ours, which is the podcast and cycling And not only does it do that perfectly, but it also really draws a good amount of attention to the podcast. Um, and so that's been very clear in even just what the two or three days that we've had it. I think I've had upwards of 10 people. I know you you guys have both said there's been friends and family members and stuff that have been asking and, and, you know, maybe, uh, as it grows and we post more about it, there might be folks that are just listeners that maybe we don't know, um, that want it. Um, I know definitely there's people that, that aren't even cyclists that have been asking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, well, I think, think yeah. I think
2: within the cycling community, there's going to be some attention too. Oh yeah,
1: once, absolutely.
2: Once this is, once we're allowed to ride socially, yeah. I think it's going gra- to draw some attention
1: big time. Yeah. If yeah. it's already getting this much attention in the circumstances that we're in now, when we get out to, you know, racing and bigger rides and stuff, people are, it's going to be, it's yeah. going to be the kit, you yeah. know, that, uh, Yeah. I want one. Yeah. It's, I'm really, really looking forward to that. And like you said, Nathan getting maybe uh, a few other merch items, just it's, it's like something fun to do. Our goal isn't to make a bunch of cash off of it more as it is just to spread the word. Yeah.
2: And it's just, it's inclusive, you know, like, Hey, you want one you're in like it's, it's, it's not, uh, by no means is it, you know, elitist or anything like that. It's just kind of Yeah. We're just, you want one? You think it's cool? Yeah. You you like broadleaf beer? You like Ecliptic beer? Mm -hmm. You like Floyd's?
1: Come on board. Yeah. You're, you're a part of like the Eclipse on tap crew or follow it, whatever. Um, and and that's, uh, that's the most exciting thing so far. The little videos we posted on Instagram have been well received and, um, in all assets, all aspects, Instagram, Twitter, um, I don't know if you saw on Twitter the solar eclipse timer guy. Did you see that? No. So there's a. We should get this guy on the podcast for an interview. He's down in Decatur, Alabama, mm-hmm. and he's. Um, Race chaser could track him down. Oh, that's yeah. where their <laughs> yeah. plan is. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe he works for Magic. Um, but he is a, um, I believe, kind of an amateur space enthusiast. Um, definitely, probably has a little bit more technical technical experience than than we do, and. He actually wrote an app um, called the Solar Eclipse Timer. And what it did was kind of open the door for folks that, you know, we we had a lot of planning that was involved. We knew exactly when the partial was going to start. We had a telescope tracking the entire thing. But if you had just driven up and you didn't have any of that stuff and you maybe weren't around other people, his was an auditory guide that would, like, tell you, it would, like, actually, like, shout out from your phone, you know, partial eclipse is starting, you know, 10 minutes till the total solar five Hmm. all the way down so and obviously the app he's added to it since then um for lunar eclipses and of course he's planning for the 2024 so he's been in communication with us a little bit on twitter and i've noticed lately he's been commenting more on some of the things that we've been doing so he posted something like like the promo video obviously had some saturn 5 engineering shots those like up close Mm -hmm. shots and he, he was talking about how much he loves watching those and and he made a comment like, "Oh yeah, really, really great looking product there, or something." So yeah. we'll have to get him on. He he's, he's uh, like seems like a pretty cool guy uh, yeah. based on his Twitter, um, and definitely a cool little app that he built. Yeah, well, we'll have to maybe we'll have to make our own
0: Eclipse on Tap app where you can check <laughs> in with whatever beer you have, that's a good idea,
1: and what location you're at for the Eclipse. It could be done too. I think with our website. Uh, we do Squarespace for our website and they have an app builder I'm pretty sure
2: it, I bet you DG could help us with that too. could be oh, like
1: yeah. a like a yeah like a forum
0: or something like that that you could go on and you could share stuff and uh, yeah share your beer and whatever else you're doing you know
1: yeah it'd be like a one-stop shop spot. It'd be really really cool to do
0: yeah post your ride too mm-hmm. yeah. and your post ride beer. you could sync your Strava <laughs> and your Zwift <laughs> with the app
1: so much integration
2: (laughs) way in before you go out for your ride.
1: (laughs) So like, yeah, the possibilities are endless though. That, that would be cool. I think, you know, part of what we want to do to spread the word, um, in some of these next steps that we've been taking as far as producing a kit, potentially having a merchandise store with hats and t-shirts and whatever else is it's uh, i think we've talked about it f- before kind of building the eclipse on tap brand a little bit right so that you have some identity behind what it is that we do and it's not just a logo uh it's a, a true identity of our podcast and our enthusiasm our casual enthusiasm specifically um people know what we're all about um and i think having the kit really makes that clear you know yeah. that we're we're not trying to talk about all the specifics of the thrust of the Saturn V, you know, whatever that that stuff's all. There's a place for that, but our um, our more casual approach, I think, comes through very clear with something like the kit. Yeah, I think about that thrust, though. Oh yeah, and I'm no. on a ride. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Did you see this? Elon? Elon posted that the new Starship will have double the thrust of the Saturn V. Yeah, that's nuts. Double. Yeah. That the, is to put insane. it into perspective, the Falcon Heavy, I think, had. I think the Falcon Heavy had half of the thrust of the Saturn V and then you have now this new rocket will be double insane. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about a jump.
0: Cause it. it cause the new rocket is pretty much just a bunch of Falcon heavies, mm-hmm. it, you know,
1: the rocket, the, yeah, the, the actual the, rocket, the rocket, rocket side, itself. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's, it's literally like just a bunch of Falcon
1: heavies all like cone together. Yeah, the Raptor but engines. I think there's like 36 have, of them. You have to
2: replicate that on the Fourth of July. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Might want to bring
0: a second pair of undies up there if you're <laughs> riding the uh, Starship. But yeah, I mean, and you that'll be. Uh, but anyway, yeah, you know, we're gonna spend
2: a small fortune at the uh, fireworks shop. Yeah, <laughs> as one does. Well, they're
0: they yeah.
1: I mean, what else is there? You know, you're supposed to sit around it's and just, America. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's um. Hopefully going to be a good summer. We'll see. Um, Can't I'm, get I'm, any worse than the spring's <laughs> been. Yeah, the spring's been pretty rough. Um, Hell, 2020 can just take a dump on itself. For real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It can just, uh, it's tough.
2: But we got our kits now. That helps. We just don't have any place yeah. to race them.
1: The kits helped a lot. There, there was like a little boost of energy when riding. But like even when we had those, that was like opening Chris. It was like Christmas oh, Day. Yeah. It was so awesome. Yeah. So much fun to open those and to see it in person after having throwing it together go through multiple renders with via 13 and yeah. finally it's here so well i
2: go i go to pick them up from gary and uh, i brought uh, my daughter mila with me she passed out in the car on the way up there because it was like seven at night or whatever and i picked up the box and i'm like oh these look great gary's like are you gonna fucking pull them out and look at them?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was excited about oh him. he was yeah. yeah
2: he got one too He was totally geeked about it. So, yeah, once you get it out of the bag, you look at it, you're like, oh, shit, this is – we look
0: legit. Yeah. Well, I mean, that and it's just kind of cool because, uh, you know, we've been talking about it for a long time. Even, like, you know, I think in our first, you know, year of doing this podcast, Mm -hmm. we were talking about, like, wouldn't that be cool if we had a cycling kit or something like that made? So it was cool to finally actually physically see it. It's, a little you know, a little bit surreal. You're like, holy shit, you know, this is kind of – it's actually real now but yeah. um and and just the fact you know that it obviously we um we have good you know partners involved in it too and then we got a good group of guys that are all wearing it and um so i mean we'll see where it goes yeah
2: yeah and but, yeah i, I do want to give kudos to judah augustison who oh, yeah, designed it designer for us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah
1: big shout out to judah yeah.
2: he's he's great dude uh goes to rockford high i think he's great yeah he graduated this yeah, year. he's, he's going, going to marion, to marion. yeah, yeah. Um, going to marion but yeah going nice. do, doing part-time uh design work up at uh v13 and yeah put this together for us
1: yeah we so. came to v13 with like a basic kind of color scheme we told him black and white had a basic idea and then it was really his design though to come up with the alternate sleeves yeah the one sleeve if i mean we can't really i mean check out it check it out on the instagram but it's just really well done. the The design work is something that I don't think any of us would have would have been able to craft no. in our in within our own minds. Um, <laughs> I think the sleeves are what tie it together. Oh yeah. I, yeah, I think so. Like especially when you see it coming from a distance,
0: I like the white on the front and then the black on the back is cool. Yeah. Um, but the sleeves are what like y- you notice first. You're like, oh, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. You know, you like, get, it's like you got the one
2: with the yeah. eclipses on it. The other with the broadleaf skull on it.
1: Yeah. 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 It, cool. it, and and the, it like opens the door up for Possibilities. I, w- I know I was talking to to Ben Blake um, when we were riding the first time in the in the kits the other day about like um, you know if we come the fall when it's a little colder and we wanted maybe do a long sleeve jersey that's even like, all black um, to kind of resist some of the dirt and the mud and stuff from some of the races in the fall. You kind of keep the same idea, just right. invert the colors. So it's all black. The logos on the back are the same. The logo on the front's just white instead of black. Right. And then you do. Oh, it's th- it's easily transferable. Yeah. The the, yeah. the sleeve, like you could do the long sleeve black, but just do the white eclipses. Right. Like in that array that Judah. Yeah.
0: That would be kind of cool. So. Yeah. And do the you know the other um, sponsors that we have you know on the front on the lower half of the jersey Rockford Bike Shop and Marketing Solutions and marketing tools or marketing tools excuse yeah. me, um, sorry Brett. Do that. <laughs> sorry. Do that. Um. <laughs> You know, do that in white, pretty much, mm-hmm. instead of the black. But yeah, no. absolutely. Yeah, there's.
2: It's it's a yeah. It's a very transferable design. Mm-hmm. You can modify it. You can yeah. It it's it's not like something wonky that like you said. Yeah. The, that's like kind of off the wall, edgy. Mm-hmm. It's it's very transferable and timeless.
1: Yeah, it's I think going to be timeless. like a a baseline design that like in in future years we can kind of utilize as, as the base and maybe change a few things here and there. But it's it's perfect. Like there's literally nothing that I would change about it. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Did I, ta- did I tell
2: you guys about uh, one of our, our good friends Rob Mendering? Yeah, yeah. Um, so he he's a photographer. Hi Rob, if you're wa- listening, you're not watching because we're not recording this one. Um, he wants to uh, get his mustache logo on the jersey and he he thought a great place for that might be the underside of the bibs <laughs> so everybody gets a mustache right
0: <laughs> that
2: that is uh said, rob for you will make that happen <laughs> yeah yeah so for the future renditions look for a mustache when you get up off off the bike
0: seat on the front or the back I think you, you're, underside you're talking like on the chamois <laughs> okay well, the yeah, yeah, little uh, little kiss from a
1: mustache every time you. Who, who doesn't want yeah. that? I mean, come on.
2: Yeah, it's a mustache ride.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'd be great to get him involved. Um, he, he's extremely talented photographer, and um, he'd
2: also like to be. Uh, well, I, I actually invited him to come on to the podcast because mm-hmm. he he's like as you said a, a very talented photographer, and and we were talking about getting out now that the weather's broken a little bit and uh, get a clear night. He wants to take some uh, photographs through one of our telescopes. Yeah, definitely. all three, maybe. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, yeah, we'll just do some some photography, night ph- photography, and see what he comes up with. And uh, yeah, it might be a good idea to have him on and talk about it. Yeah, yeah who definitely. knows?
1: Who knows too? Because I, I like um, and you know, most of his photography, well almost all is sport photography, running and cycling, but it uh, might open his eyes to like what Brady does. In yeah. Rocket. Yeah. Cause yeah. I know, um, Brady Keniston who we've had, on, I think he was episode was it pretty early seven, yeah. maybe episode yeah. seven. He is just naturally a talented photographer that did sports photo. He, what he, he kind of based his, um, his photography business on was taking like senior photos of high school athletes and stuff. And he goes to basketball games and takes photos and stuff. But then all of a sudden he just kind of was like, well, I've always been into space I might just try to go down to a launch. And he went down to the Falcon Heavy launch and took, in my opinion, the best space or the best yeah, rocket photo I've ever seen in my life. Those are um, unreal. It's still the background of my phone and has been since that time. It's just unbelievable, yeah. that one. Yeah. It's so good. And, um, yeah, Rob, Rob is definitely capable of, you know, he's got the eye and the talent for it. So it would be really cool to to see what he would come up with for uh space photo through the telescope. Right. We fellow could,
2: Broadleaf supporter too. Yeah. See him up there yeah. every Friday.
0: Nice. And if he got into that, then uh, we would have to, uh, you know, be his crew to go down to the launches. Obviously. And uh, go on top of the vehicle assembly building with them, and just make sure he's got everything he needs. Yeah, we'll carry the tripod. Make sure he's hydrated. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
1: <laughs> he he'll get the media credential, but then we will transitively also be a part of that. Yeah, we'll be yeah. the coattails. No, no, we need to be here. We yeah. need to be here. We're carrying all of his gear for him, his lenses and his uh tripod and whatnot. You know, it's cool, it, and I look forward to having him uh, as a part of this. Um, it it would be really neat. And, yeah. and while we're on the topic, I think big shout out to the partners. We've mentioned him a few times, but. Um, Ecliptic Brewing in Portland, Oregon. If you're on the northeast or northwest side of the uh, country, um, you know definitely check them out. I know we have some people that listen over there um, in the Oregon area. So, like everybody in the country right now, small business definitely support them. They have some insane-looking takeout meals. I don't know if yeah. you should, yeah like really really good stuff. They they're doing like family meal plans. Do so you, you deliver can, yeah. to Michigan? They, <laughs> it's funny you say that because they actually posted today that they were going to start they've been doing pickup you know carry out stuff but they said that um they were going to start doing actual beer deliveries and i was like oh my god yeah. <laughs> and then of course it's just like local Let's to local get an uber yeah. eats yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm yeah. gonna
2: need you to travel two
1: thousand miles across <laughs> i'm gonna need you to drive to fedex keep it warm <laughs> 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 yeah but um but yeah so so they're doing some really great things during this um during this time and um really good partners everything that um that we've done really they were one of the first i think that via our interview with the head brewer john harris kind of became our inspiration for reaching out and building some relationships with people um so they've been great and then uh, broadleaf local beer is the other beer partner local the local living on
2: broadleaf takeout oh yeah lately it's like a once a week thing for us
1: yeah it's great what they're doing now
2: over at vivant but yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah, the, the one family one yeah one big uh beer family there with Brewery Vivon and Broadleaf, but they've got some really cool beers coming out, um, as well. I know they posted a few, I think they've got two new ones releasing this next week. So they're uh, full steam ahead with, uh, with everything that they're doing, all the creative beers local here in, uh, Kentwood, Michigan, Grand Rapids area. So we love what they do and they're really good friends of ours. So if you're in the area, definitely give them a give them a holler on their social media and then the, the other ones um floyd's of leadville uh, is been really great too i think we talked about that on the last was that the last yeah. episode that we did yeah. um they sent us a care package uh on our
0: last episode or right before our last episode um but uh yeah we we have a you know a good good relationship with them and they're going to be uh, a big part of the the club i think i think going forward here for the next you know however long this goes pretty much so yeah keeping um, us hydrated recovered yeah um yeah hydrated recovered they get coffee they sent us a nice bag of coffee last so time good. and um yeah i mean they're everything they have is just top-notch good quality stuff it's not you know not your everyday you know hydration or recovery right. stuff so um yeah. it's you know it's definitely i think as far as the quality goes probably i mean at the top of the list as far as what you can get anywhere so uh,
2: you don't need to be an athlete either to buy from them. Yeah. I mean, you're talking, you know, CBD soft gels, tinctures, that kind of thing. If you got arthritis, you've got any kind of mm. ailment. It's a, it's. Yeah. I well, mean, it's great for the athlete too, mm-hmm. for the hydration, the protein mixes, that kind of thing. But not limited to to athletics by any yeah, means. Yeah,
1: definitely universal in that regard. And. Yeah, the soft gels during this uh, this time, I will say, have helped with the anxiety. No, oh, yeah, I mean they're they're <laughs> they're great with. Uh, I mean, as far as I mean, everyone has been
0: telling me um, that has tried them before uh, from Floyd's. Um, I mean, they're like, I mean, you'll sleep like a baby. So that's yeah. one of the things I did when we first got our first care package and tried that, and I was like, wow. They were not lying. The I, soft I shell's really yeah. good. But. Re-
1: really, really uh, like convenient way to intake the product. It's just really easy. And, and everything they do, like David said, is top-notch. You know you're getting the absolute, um, the best of the best in regard to Pure, that. Pure, organic. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's just we're really, really excited to be partnered with them. And then marketing tools, um, as Nathan stated earlier, is going to be essential in um, aiding us in, kind of our future endeavors with maybe hats t-shirts things like that um we're really looking forward to that that's definitely the next frontier i think absolutely and then and then of course tell us what you want people yeah yeah Yeah. hit us up on instagram or twitter and we're we're definitely thinking i think hats and shirts uh and then of course potential kit as well and more of a i don't want to say mass production but yeah out to the to the public and then uh yeah hit us up let us know I think it'd be yeah. cool
2: if we we translate like the design that we have to anything else we do. Mm-hmm. You know, the the kit design. Yeah. If we translate that whether it's a t shirt, a hoodie, whatever, if we just keep that yeah. look the same. Yeah, use that design that cool. Judah came up with and yeah. kind
1: of apply it to other yeah. other things. That would be awesome. Same theme, yeah. 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 yeah Cause mm-hmm. it kinda builds yeah, it, that'd be really cool. So marketing tools, big shout out to them. And then um last Love but you, not, Brett D. Y-
2: yeah. Great people,
1: awesome, and then last but not least, of course, a Rockford bike shop is uh, our good friend George. Any uh, bike issues that we have during this uh, during the season, he's our guy. Yeah, yeah, I've, heard, I've had a few, <laughs> so I've yeah. already already taken it to him, um, and yeah, they're. Uh, New location. This is a yeah. You know, they're they're brand new. As George has like, been around. Yeah, for George years, has been
2: but around, but this like, is their endeavor. Yeah,
0: Rockford Bike Shop is kind of a new uh, a new thing for the, the the area in Grand Rapids and obviously Rockford area. But um, yeah, nice little brand new shop. Yeah. So they just started up over the winter and um, or just, early early spring really. Yeah. I mean, but just got a new yeah. sign. I saw. Yeah. yeah,
1: just new new sign installed. Their I think. official yeah. official sign is uh, is complete to To complete the look of their new storefront. But yeah, really cool stuff that they've got going on. Um, excited that they're a part of the kit. Yeah. And if you need some Floyd's supplies,
0: that's your spot to go. They're yeah, an locally. Authori- authorized retailer. Yeah. If you're uh, in the uh, Grand Rapids area or West Michigan, you can definitely go to Rockford Bike Shop and get some Floyd's. It's worth your trip. Yep. Yeah, he's got all the soft gels. <laughs> Tell George you know us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard about you on the the podcast. You can't yeah. miss him when you walk in. You no. really can. He's right there. Yeah, yeah, he's right there. Give him a yep. hug too. He's he's yeah. he just want, he's a big
2: teddy bear.
1: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's got all the. Um, last time I was there, I noticed that the Floyd's of Leadville, right at the yeah. right at the front where you check out, he's got the soft gels, the mix, the balm, everything for recovery and all that. So yep. it's kind of cool the synergy between some of the partners that we have um with v13 being local and rockford bike shop being local broadleaf a few local a few not local kind of all yeah coming together into one it's cool to
2: see too like all these local businesses that may not have been um you know affiliated before and you know through the podcast we're kind of making the connections
1: my most favorite thing with this entire podcast is when we get when we get that sense like of course you know you hear people that listen to it or whatever and they say early on i think i remember a few friends saying oh yeah i listened to the podcast i didn't know that there was a mercury transit or whatever and i listened and i was able to catch it and that was really cool that's i think inherently always going to be an excite excitement factor for for us producing this but the relationships that we built with people either via interviews or uh, partnerships with the kit and whatnot that is far and above like yeah, the most rewarding thing out of out of this entire experience. Absolutely. Pretty soon, you're going to see like Ironman triathletes wearing an <laughs> Eclipse on tap, like full
0: bodysuit. Hey, I like. heard
2: Chris Froome's looking for a team midseason. So now is he? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bring him on, <laughs> um, Chris. We can't offer you money,
0: but what we've got is far more valuable. Yeah, we're gonna. Also... You ever heard of CBD, <laughs> Chris? <laughs>
1: We'll be sponsoring him. We'll be sponsoring beer, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, for real. The dude's a twig. Yeah, we'll be on the. I I saw Brad Keselowski in NASCAR uh, with Penske. His contract is up. Oh yeah, maybe we can. (laughs) (laughs) We got this new race team. That would be
0: a sick uh,
1: car wrap. Oh my god,
0: like a paint scheme. Oh yeah, we need to come up. We we should do that.
1: Just as like uh, a render, just for the hell of it. We should. Yeah, that that would be really really cool. Sponsor one race. Yeah. Three hundred grand. Who's coming up with that? <laughs> Sell everything you own. Yeah. We'll do it. One race. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. <laughs>
0: well, it might be less than that this year because there's no fans really at the races. Yeah, so, true. Um yeah. They, yeah,
1: might, yeah. they might be taking anything they can get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's a case of beer sound? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine
2: the driver suit too. Talk about the wrap of the
0: car. The driver oh, suit
2: and the helmet? Oh. It'd be magic. I mean,
1: we've created the magic. Just come and sign up, people. Come on. Yeah. So, if you can't tell, we're very excited about. Uh, and again, I, I think it's the transition of, the digital product that we've made in in the podcast, of course, and, putting it into a physical, piece of, I don't know apparel, I guess. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, so it's, it's real life. One now. thing I did. One thing I did.
0: Guess what I did, guys. What did you do, Dave? O so on Zwift obviously you know you have all winter long and I sent this to Matt already Mm -hmm. but you know how like all or not all winter but I mean for us it's all winter yeah you're on Zwift and you're riding online and all that kind of stuff and it's become this big thing now obviously yeah just you know obviously with the last couple months it's gotten even bigger than that because all all these world tour guys are riding on Zwift and everybody is literally on there there's no races like no real races but there's racing on Zwift Mm -hmm. well to be I mean if, if you've you know read some of the articles that they've had on Cycling News, Velo News, all that kind of stuff lately, it's nothing but, like, they're, they're searching for stuff to write about. Not to take, you know, not that, that I'm belittling any of this, but there's an article about this guy who's a pro Zwift racer. And I started reading this article about him, and he hasn't ridden outside in, like, 10 years. That's it, insane. But he's, he's a pro Zwift racer. He's, like, ranked number one on Zwift out of the whole, in the world, basically. And, uh, He's like, you know, the guy who's interviewing is like, well, what is it, you know, what do you need to do to be a pro Zwift racer? Well, first thing you got to do is get a Zwift power account. Oh yeah. And that's like the second little website that you basically, you set up an account, you link it to your actual Zwift and it like ranks you in like every event that you do. So it's, I've never even heard of this. Yeah. Yeah, It's like a third party. Yeah. So you, you link your, you have to pay for it. No. 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 You, I mean, you're paying for Zwift already. So yeah. yeah, I didn't know if you had to pay for the other I one. I think it's run by Zwift, too. But you, you set this up, and you can, you know, you essentially set up your profile on there. You link it to your actual Zwift. So then anytime you do a race or anything like that, it just tracks it, and you, it gives you an overall ranking worldwide and all that kind of stuff. Well, you can also set up, you can search for teams. Oh. So... Listening. All these people are on there. You can see what team that they're on. It's just either a made-up team or it's actually a like a virtual pro team or something like that. So what I did, created, see where I'm going? Yeah, you created a team. <laughs> I created Team Eclipse on tap. You know,
2: now, I, I brought – I don't mean to inter- interrupt you. But no, go ahead. I did bring that up to Gary. I said, you know, Gary's the owner of V13. Um, I said, there's going to be a point at which – you're going to be able to sell rights to any jersey you design and create a digital kit like where we can go on there in our eclipse on tap kits Mm -hmm. and race and he he totally agreed it's just a matter of them like making the yeah
1: yeah the making
2: an upload uploadable format you know whatever where you can have your avatar dressed in your actual kit
1: and that's actually i think sooner coming sooner than later in some capacity so as a um to daisy chain off of what david said with the zwift power so zwift power is um because you know how, like if you race on zwift and you go on your zwift companion app and you you can see your your ranking there like you see how you finished yeah that's just all within the internals none of that's actually uploaded to strava or any other website but with zwift power it links it and so you can go see exactly where you're at like david said in lincoln and all this sort of thing
2: so you guys have a zwift power account i didn't create my account yet but i know david i
0: i set up as like i just ran like i was reading that article and then it was like i don't know like a sunday night and i'm just hanging out and i'm like i'm gonna set one of these things up because then you can do actual like when they have national championships or whatever that you have to have one of those accounts to do that so if you want to do like a quote-unquote, sanctioned race on Zwift, mm-hmm. you have to have one of these accounts. You okay. have to be ranked. So I set it up just because I'm like, oh, yeah, that'd be kind of fun, whatever. Yeah, It's just something else to have. I guess I don't really need it, but it's something else to have. But then I found out that you could make a team. So mm-hmm. here's, <laughs> here's where I'm... So I set up Team Eclipse on tap is on Zwift Power. So all, right. all you got to do is set up a Zwift Power account. All y'all connect, out there... Connect your Zwift. We got to get there. all of our guys so, that that have uh, kits and do you you have to request I said it to you have to request it for me to oh. join I didn't want I didn't want you know people like spam showing up and you know doing that kind of thing so I it has to be an approved request after you after you submit your request please allow for 48 hours to be approved <laughs> please advise and uh yeah, we'll have uh, a, yeah, anybody and their brother can join the club, and then it'll, like yeah, I, I can right I now. can click on our team because I'm the owner of the team I'm team owner, <laughs> so I, I can click on the team uh, status or whatever,
1: and it'll show me every single one of your results. <laughs> <laughs> and then what's what's cool though is that Zwift as well is also created a club setting, so um, that is their first step into potentially allowing like kit designs we'll be able to create eclipse on tap within the actual game itself yes. as well and then that's and an then avenue I'd never leave home that's an oh, avenue no. to I, I won't ride outside if that's yeah. the case and, and theoretically like then your club could have a kit and um i don't know if it'd be something where it'd be like an in-game design thing where we'd have to just kind of make it look as close to our kit as possible i, I gotta or think that like
2: upload it yeah i gotta think like we could just upload the the pdf that judah made
1: you know i looked into it and i was because i was curious because every once in a while you'll see like obviously the world tour riders are riding in their actual kit in the game right and there's also like the rafa cycling club they have a kit in the game there's other clubs that you wouldn't expect like little clubs um that have a legitimate kit I guess the the challenge is they take the two dimensional render and they have to completely code it into the game because obviously as your avatar rides and moves oh, and yeah. stuff, like it's not just like, it's a dynamic thing. Yeah. So they have yeah. th- there is some work that goes into it. However, I think it's the potential for it is. You real. might just have to submit your you know PDF like a high res
0: PDF of your kit and then it might take them a couple days and then yeah. once it's done they'll notify you and say congratulations Eclipse on tap
1: is now yeah. live. My thinking too was like, I was trying, I wanted to like some, in some capacity, whether like via LinkedIn or whatever, like get an in with someone that works at Zwift. <laughs> so I added Eric Min, who's the CEO of Zwift. I added him as a friend on LinkedIn. I'm like some, something to get, we have to get our kid on there. Yeah. Have yeah, to. yeah. It's, it's, it's not impossible. Eclipse on tap on Zwift there's, power.
0: There's still,
2: as of now, there's only one. There's word. only
0: one. There's only one guy on the team. That's me right now, but Go ahead. Everybody out there, make a make a Zwift Power account, and then
1: submit your application. I'll be happy to review it. Submit <laughs> yeah. your uh, your Pelmares, <laughs> yeah. And uh, actually, so we're gonna, gonna need
2: a race resume and you can, a key test. So
1: if you happen to like see
0: us on results, this is the cool part. So guys like who are serious about racing are all on there. So if you see one of us on the results on some like kind of B or C race. And you click on us, and then you d- click on the team. D- you click on the team. So the I have it. Uh, our little uh, small, uh, like our short team name is Team EOT because like you can't put the full thing. You got to put yeah. the full thing as like your when the actual team profile, and then for like the results, it just says Team EOT. Okay. You click on the team, and it gives you a link to our Facebook page.
1: Nice. Everything. So. Integration. How am I
2: just hearing about this now?
1: Because I just, just was, did it today. I just did no. it today. Oh, so. and I know what we'll be doing. I'm going to make one on the break, and we're yeah, doing. me too. So, so, so right now there's yeah, one. That's user. A good,
0: good time for a break.
1: But yeah, that does provide a great segue into the break. So we uh, we'll fill back up, and uh, we'll be back with you in just a few minutes. Welcome back from the break. We are now refilled on our beverages with, uh, well, what do we have here? We didn't really even talk about what we were drinking in the first half. No. Well, we did. We did. Uh, we had At the gin and tonics. At the end, we I talked did. about it. I yeah. did. I had a
0: gin and tonic. You had, well an, I had Deschutes. I had
1: my Deschutes. This time, I've got uh, Lagunitas Super Cluster IPA. Uh, it's almost. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, one of the one of the better more readily available space beers yeah. a lot of the space beers that come out seem to be very limited edition this one not so much always available at your uh, local grocer i've been chipping away at the laganitas Lager, which is very tasty yeah it's yeah. yeah. a good one yeah most of what they make is is always good i've never i don't know if i've had a bad beer from them they no. they make good stuff so and then and then the eagle rare of course has a little chaser so happy to doesn't, doesn't like it. a chaser just he, a little chaser just a little bit
0: Speaking of chaser. Oh the race chaser. That's a good that's a good we segue. Should, we
2: should cue him in.
0: We should. We should. Let's should we call up the race chaser? We a little a little bird told me he's got a setup in the pub of the E Rook and he's ready to talk to us. So let's give him a call. All right, hang on, I'm queuing it up.
1: Listen to it ring.
3: UFO hotline may I help you classified ad section <laughs>
1: <laughs> Race chaser Hi, race chaser coming in loud and clear. Would you like us to run an ad for you tonight the clearest?
2: Well, actually there is some things to talk about on the UFO hotline.
1: There are definitely some things uh, The Pentagon well hang on a quick preface We've talked several times about aliens on this podcast and whether whether they're real or not Essentially, that's always the question um, but the Tic Tac, we actually had Race Chaser on for, uh, what was that, episode 28, 27, 28, 29, 20, 29. Somewhere in the, the late 20s. Um, it's been a hot topic. And one of the biggest my advances. first episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was.
0: So folks, yeah. just just go ahead and get a visual right now. Race Chaser is in the bottom cellar of the E-Rook pub in his whitey tidies, <laughs> sipping on <laughs> some whiskey. And he was graceful enough to set himself up for a call tonight
1: to chime in
3: pandaren Pend- single cask sherry cask Ooh. Oh. Ooh, Welsh. <laughs> and speaking of gin uh when you guys were having gin
1: and tonics the first time pandaren now makes gin what they do how did i miss that they do what is it called race chaser
3: dad it's called gin
1: it's oh. like north no, it starts I, with actually, an n i don't remember the name it's on their uh, instagram they make gin now. Sheet. So um, anyway, though, but the biggest inv- advancement in the UFO alien scenario, especially with the Tic Tac, is that the classified footage that was held by the U.S. Air Force, the U.S. Navy, the Pentagon is now been declassified. So it is publicly available, meaning that they might not know what it is still, but they know it's not. They fake. know what the hell it is. Yeah. And, and they, well, the biggest thing is they know it's not fake. If yeah. they declassified it, they know it's it's. It's real. Something is, they know
3: they can't keep up with it. No. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, that was a huge advance. That was earlier. This uh, was it. late April, early May. Definitely in between the last time we recorded and now something that we need to talk about. I feel feel like, like when that happened, like without you guys telling me that that was declassified,
0: I would have just been and just kept doing my same deal where I'm worrying about um, a virus taking over the planet. Yeah, but I think that might have been planted. I think they're like this. We have to release this stuff. We're going to declassify it at some point, but why not do it where people might where not notice? This global pandemic.
2: Yeah, let's let's yeah. do
1: it to, to see if people don't notice it. It's an intense advancement. It really is. Um, I don't know if it's the first. I can't say if it's the first time they've declassified what is thought to be alien footage. But absolutely, it's, uh, is it is okay? So absolutely. So is. it's um. And and it's absolutely the first time when it's been a navy pilot, or it's some someone within the U.S. military that's taken the footage. It's not like amateur footage that's been declassified. This is legitimate from a jet.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, you've got pilots being amazed, talking to each other, going, "What the hell is that?" Yeah.
0: Well, the other like some of the, they're literally the crazy thing is, is that it's we had the whole you know, a couple like episodes we we talked about the tic-tac for literally two episodes. Yeah. The, the tic-tac is seen like flying across the moon in one of these videos.
2: Yeah. Correct? The, the mother us that. The
1: mothership tic-tac way yeah. bigger, way, way
2: yeah. bigger. So
3: they're, they're coming were... out of
2: the dark side of the moon and there, you can see them as
3: they enter the sunlight. Yeah. They're coming over the horizon. And the thing with that is they're so huge. I mean, they're casting such a huge shadow. You kind of have to call that into question. But on the other hand, it looks just like the tic tacs that the Navy pilots are chasing, and it might be the mothership because it's so stinking huge, it's casting such a huge shadow on the moon. But, yeah. but there's three of them. If yeah. it was fake, it was very well done. Yeah, uh, I mean, you you can see w- just being a telescope guy where you're, you know, you're kind of moving your scope around until you finally get it where you want it to be. And you're watching the moon traverse through the eyepiece because obviously this guy didn't have a drive on his scope. So the moon's moving across the field of view, and all of a sudden these three things come across the field of view on the moon while the moon's moving in the field of view, which is pretty... That would be pretty crazy for somebody to be it able to It makes
0: me want to, like, get... Like, set something up where I can follow the moon all night and put, like, my, uh you know, like, a camera on the lens just to see what you catch. Like, every single night, just to see, mm-hmm. like, surveillance camera on the moon.
3: Dude, dude, I gave you a 10-inch scope.
0: We, yeah. I know, but that's a Dobsonian, so I can't just, like, have it follow the moon all night, you know.
3: By a drive.
1: It, it, the, the footage, too, is wild in that, like, like Race Chaser said, is... They look identical to the Tic Tac, which was thought to be based on the pilot, uh, Commander Fravor's estimation, uh, about the size of a school bus, uh, for the the regular ship. These had to have been, I don't even know how many times larger.
3: Oh my gosh. Uh, For what I saw, like the shadow cast on those craters on the moon, they would have to be. 30 times. Oh my gosh. Massive. massive. Yeah. Absolutely massive. And these these things are like miles and miles and miles long. It's yeah. crazy. The, Carrying in, full colonies.
1: The way that the shadows of, yeah. what, like they were casting the shadows onto the moon and then as it would as the shadow would cross past a crater you'd see the shadow as you'd expect dip into the crater. So again if, if anyone were to have photoshopped it or whatever it would have been an extremely talented individual. Was that part of the release uh, files? No. That was no, different. No, yeah. that was
3: that was something that I actually got sent to me from a friend who's like, "Is this thing legit?" And I was like, "Holy crap! I've never even seen that." And and I have no idea if it's legit. But with like Matt said, it, it, the way the thing looked, if somebody faked that, they were really good at faking, or they they work in Hollywood and are very very good at what they do. Yeah.
0: Well, what if what if that is the Space Force? Cause you know you you hear me
3: you hear me uh, <laughs> so our president so hear me hear I me hear me hear, out. Our, hear me our out. president today just unveiled the flag and the logo for space force if you've it looks seen like the Star that Trek logo doesn't or it? haven't seen it yet yeah. that is that's been unveiled today okay so anyhow what if what that do you mean, is anyhow? like what if well what if, what if that
0: is like um you know what if it's us doing that like what if we have something orbiting the moon that we don't know about that's classified you know what why if it, would there be something from another galaxy orbiting our tiny ass little moon to observe us
3: what if it's we're the, the what if it's the reason that's that we theory. just started a space force and the guys actually know the guys being the government and everybody on the planet besides you know john doe citizen knows that it's actually real and they said, oh, maybe we need to start a Space Force. You know, not this whole thing, oh, we need to defend ourselves from Russia or China, from supersonic or, you know, jets, their missiles or anything else. What oh. if they actually know? And not that we need to defend ourselves. If somebody came here from another planet, would they actually come here to destroy us? Maybe. but I doubt it. But are they actually just out there they're, exploring? They're right. Yeah. I mean, if they have the technology to get here, do they really need to kill us?
2: Yeah, and if they're that far advanced, why? what's their motivation to kill us? I mean, it's basically like us stepping on an ant. Like, <laughs> why do it? I liked you know? Ward,
1: like when we were talking about it with Ward from Broadleaf, uh, and we were chatting about how when Fravor saw it, initially it was very close to the surface of the wa- water, observing something that looked somewhat cross-shaped under the water that Fravor thought to be maybe a whale. Um, and, and his point was kind of funny, Ward's that is, in that they don't care about us at all. They're tracking whale migrations, and they're more interested in these massive uh, <laughs> these massive underwater mammals than they are well, what the hell we're doing. Don't be um, so pompous. They're yeah. not here to visit us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, it, yeah, just kind of an interesting scenario nonetheless. Um, definitely a big advancement in the UFO world. Crack that. Nathan's Ooh. cracking a beer. The founder's unraveled IPA. And this uh, this declassification just unraveled that ra- the that, UFO world. That, uh, that label uh, reminds me of my hops. It's delicious. Is that it? is a nice label, the fact that you've got the hop cone unraveling into what looks to be just some nice hop juiciness. 6.6 six uh, ABV. Brewed. It makes you want to drink it, no doubt. That um, does. It looks like a juicy little hop cone <laughs> right there. Oh,
3: bad boy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so going back to your Rook D... Why did you guys call me? And does anybody have any idea why you guys call me? Does anyone me? know what no. time it is? <laughs> does Does anyone know why you guys call me Race Chaser Dad? Have you ever talked about that? Yes. Yeah, we've many. We times. D- yeah. oh okay. I, I think I, the first I,
1: time we we introduced uh, that was do you, back you listen to the two. podcast at? episode I've, two. I've
3: listened to every
1: episode. If you listen to the podcast, you would know. The other topic, however, though that Race Chaser would be great to get his insight. Is the upcoming Mad Launch? Yes, May twenty seventh. So we're talking. So um, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday. Oh, is it? Yeah, the last Wednesday. Wednesday. The last Wednesday in May.
3: So bucket list item that you guys know that we've talked about, and I think we talked about this on one of the other episodes I was on, was a bucket list item was to actually sit and you know go down to Florida like we did with the uh, eclipse, and. You know, going down to Florida would be kind of like the pilgrimage we took down to Kentucky for the eclipse, but one of my bucket list items is absolutely to see a U.S. launch of a manned mission. I don't care where it goes. If it's just orbital, suborbital, you know, Alan Shepard suborbital mm-hmm. to the moon to, you know, whatever. I just, I assess, I just yeah. yeah, just the other night I watched a, a, a great big uh, documentary on a Uh, The John Glenn mission with Friendship Seven, and there was another one right behind it with the whole shuttle history. uh, Documentaries on the NASA channel, and you look at that kind of thing, and you go, "What we've done in space is stunning." And now to see it going semi-privatized with this next launch with NASA astronauts on a private rocket, I, I just, I got to get down there to see the launch yeah and to to uh to set up a pilgrimage with you guys in this day and age with social separation and uh what you would have to do I, I, i don't even know how you would have to do it at a hotel i looked the other night seriously looked last night at hotels down near the cape going i really would like to do this and would we fly would we drive and if we drove you know how would you do that and yada yada you know, it's just one of those things where I would love to see a launch from the Cape with men on board.
2: All of us.
0: Well, I think uh, I think we'd have to, at this point, if we were going to go to this launch, we'd have to drive. Yeah, I'm not going to go on a plane right now. Yeah. Sorry. I'm not, not going to breathe in recycled farts and COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All at the same time. I
3: think I've I think I put that inst- on Instagram when I was going down to Bama all the time. The uh, smelly white tube. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Back on smelly the smelly white,
2: white end, I, tube again. I
0: haven't even really honestly been paying attention. Are there? I mean, not to start talking about this, but are there even commercial flights? Could we even... Is that even a thing? Could oh, we yeah. even do yeah. that? Yeah. yeah, they're yeah,
2: very yeah for limited sure. For you know, sure. You probably get a whole row, row to yourself. Really? Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's
1: it, it's available, but not recommended from what I understand.
3: I don't know what it would cost. Probably like 25 bucks. I was going to
2: say, I think it's really cheap.
3: Well, I looked at, uh, no kidding, with all the points I've got in all the Marriott places, Yeah, I think I looked at a uh, Marriott host unit, uh, not a uh, courtyard like I've stayed at so many times when I've traveled, but you could go down for 65 to 85 bucks within eyesight. Yeah, I, I mean, launch eyesight of the uh, Cape. Yeah. Yeah. Just east or west, rather, of the Cape, you know. So you'd be mm-hmm. west of 39A, which is where they're launching from, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so pub 39A being the host of the podcast for so many years uh, or episodes. And uh, E-Rook D being the first podcast host. Yeah, the, ori- not, the not, original. Not, not, yeah. Not, not to mention the home uh, pub, but uh, got to get it in there.
0: Erook was really where the sperm met the egg.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and created life. Actually Hopkinsville. That, well but that's before the, that, though. that well that's where life happened
1: at Hopkinsville and then The sperm met the egg at Erook, and we were born in Hopkinsville. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing about a drive down to Florida is there could be a stop in Hopkinsville.
3: There totally could be a stop there. That's the advantage. Great thought. So there is the, some advantage to well, This is happening on the 27th? Yeah. Yes. Coming right we up. Got like time. 20, that is, see, 27th is a Wednesday. You guys may not have as much vacation time as me. I've got plenty of vacation time. I have a lot time.
1: because the month of June, which had quite a few, I guess, events in which I was going to take time off, have now been redacted. So I have a lot. Stay so tuned,
2: listeners. It could Stay happen. Stay tuned. We, we, we might be as be recording as well, from a man. I mean, if
0: we're driving down there... Rent a car. Bring the
1: mics. Bring the camera. Lights, that's that's the other upside. Lights
0: camera action.
1: The other upside of driving is you can we could bring our entire, like yeah. all of our mics and stuff. Yeah. That, that's difficult we to do on a plane. We could record from separate rooms at the Marriott down there. There you go. Oh, nice. So details of the launch. Um, they're actually NAS- NASA astronauts Bob Benkin and Doug Hurley are the two individuals. They are. I of know course, Doug. <laughs> No, I don't. <laughs> this private SpaceX flight, it's a Falcon 9. Uh, of course, they're in the Dragon um, the spacecraft atop the Falcon 9, which has been demoed several times. But this is the first time. It actually was originally planned for last August, and then there was a bit of a, a setback, and now they're ready to launch yet again to the ISS. So it will be an unprecedented um, launch in that it'll be the first time men will have launched on a private flight.
3: It will be the first time from the U.S. since 2011. Yep. Last shuttle mission. That's crazy. That, so yeah. there's there's definitely that's a lot nine to years. see. A lot to see.
1: It's a wow. big it's a big yeah. uh, a big stepping stone. If my math is correct, that's 9
3: years. That's, that's it's it's actually pretty sad when you go back and look at the like I say I just watched an Apollo documentary and I watched the Friendship 7 documentary a couple nights ago. And when you look at Michael Collins and all the other guys uh, from the Apollo missions saying, you know, we're so expecting to be, you know, in the next 20 years to be, you know, going to Mars and all the things that those guys said. And that was 50 years ago. So 30 years post when they thought we'd be on Mars, we haven't gone to Mars yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's... uh hopefully this is a stepping stone in the right direction for kind of kickstarting. Well, we've seen a bit of a uh, revitalization of some of the space vehicles aiming towards Mars, like uh, Falcon heavy, of course, and, and SpaceX's starship, which is looking really good these days um, down in Texas in production. But um, this will be the first step in which SpaceX has ever launched men. So if I, yeah, I, I mean, it's, if I'm a private space, Vehicle manufacturer. This is a big. This is the biggest moment of Elon's career. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah.
3: But for sure, it, I, it's gonna put him on the map. Yeah. I mean, everything he's done to this point has honestly put him on the map. Just because he's got the, you know, the boosters that come back down and land like they're landing uh, on your backyard, and now he's got this thing going uh, where you look and you go, how the heck is this private guy doing this? And he's hooked up with NASA now. Like you say, uh, wow! <laughs> I was listening to a podcast. Well, he was on Joe Rogan, who we all love,
2: um, a week or two ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about this, and and so Elon's doing this thing where he's selling off all of his like worldly possessions. And Rogan asked him, you know, like, are you gonna? He's selling all of his homes, a lot of like his just his stuff. And Rogan's like, are you gonna? you know, build some dream home with this. He's like, you know, I thought about it, but you know, the amount of time it would take me to build like a, a dream home. I just think my time's better spent to get us to Mars. So that's my only focus right now is getting us to Mars.
3: Yeah. He's a man. In, he's a man invested yeah. for sure. Um, David Bowie, the man who fell to earth from the sky. Well,
0: yeah. I think, I think the, um, circling the wagons back, in time to 10 seconds ago when we were talking about how long it's been which you pointed out has been nine years yeah since we've had a actual human being flying from the or launching from the cape i think the i mean the biggest thing obviously is like the fact that okay shuttle program gets shut down and then right around that time or a little bit before that like funding just gets totally squashed into nasa so and this whole time we've had the orion stuff like cooking around like in this like you know stirring pot Mm -hmm. like they're just they were trying to get it right they just didn't have i mean it's just taken so long compared to like the times when they had like nothing but endless funding essentially with apollo to get to the moon I mean, you look back at those days; they did that in a short amount of time. That was and,
3: only to beat the Russians, though. Yeah, they, I know. They but, they for they put money into that like they were throwing it into World War II. Yeah, just to which, beat the Russians, which that is, was what that was about. Yeah, I
0: mean, that, that's that's the point though. Is that it's like I think it, the reason it's taken so long at this point is because of the fact. I mean, the technology is far more advanced, but I think it's just the it's just it comes down to money. And you finally have a guy that comes around that has a shit ton of money.
1: Elon, and in a relatively short time span. When when did SpaceX start? I mean, if you, I was gonna say, if you look at ten years ago, SpaceX was just launching the first Falcon One rocket, like their their first kind of demo. Uh, They they've gone from ten years ago launching a rocket and being able to theoretically land it to now where they're launching men. So So,
0: yeah, yeah. so they're they're pretty much just like the start of. NASA essentially mm-hmm. like back in the 60s, but it's like I would I would even say know. they're
2: they're more advanced. I oh mean, yeah, ten years. Advanced, yeah. uh, but I would think that it took NASA far more than ten years to to go from infancy to putting a man in orbit. Oh, they did that pretty quick,
1: as mm. far as putting a guy in orbit. Ten they, years,
0: race chaser. You got any idea? They put <sighs> a guy in sub orbit in like a freaking like jet half jet half rocket. What what kind of time frame are we talking about from when
3: they when, when I was when I was a little kid. So I lived on Melvin Drive in Livonia, Michigan right by Schoolcraft and Middlebelt. And it was DRC Detroit Racing Course where I would go over with my dad in the morning and watch the horses warm up. We would go out at night when my aunt and uncle came over it was the first time I remember letting us all go out and watch. And we watched Echo go over, the first satellite the U.S. launched. And it was an inflatable, and we could actually see it go over. And I lived in Livonia at the time. And Echo was up in probably, shoot, I was born, I would guess it was 61, maybe 60, maybe 62. I can't imagine Echo was up any later. When than did NASA that. start? I just so Oh, NASA started 1958. 1958
1: prior to that. So 1958 is when NASA was founded and they launched Alan Shepard as the first man, first American in space in 1961. When did so Echo? Three years. When did they launch Echo? All right.
2: I stand corrected.
3: 1960 to 1964 was Project Echo. Well, Echo was the first satellite and it actually was inflatable, so you could see it reflecting when it went over. And I remember my aunt and uncle and my folks going out in the front yard and watching it, and my cousins and my sisters like a doll. and I were in my uh, bedroom and Inflatable. watching and listening to my folks. And we actually got let out of our bedroom prison. And it was dark outside already in the summertime when we went out and watched Echo go over. And that was the
0: first—that's
3: pretty satellite. Sweet. The U.S. went over, you know, sent up into space.
0: So speaking of <clears throat> satellites this is something that's been on my mind for a long time and i've been trying to like find a good legitimate like reputable website that you can go to and have reliable information on when you can see the full-on starlink go by Uh, yes because i i saw like i sent you Mm -hmm. a link not to like totally change the subject randomly but you were talking about like going out and seeing the first ever satellite but now we have this thing it's called starlink it's supposed to be for internet for like everybody mm-hmm. I mean, in to put it into you know you know simplistic de- things, Devo yeah. terms like it's for internet for everybody.
3: It's free.
1: That's it's the slogan free. but Starlink. Internet for everyone. <laughs> it's for <laughs> internet for everybody. I have a question <laughs> for what the hell is Starlink? That's the Elon's launching the We the, talked the satellites. about the NASCAR head. Yeah. yeah. So there's actually four hundred twenty How long now. ago was that? How many now? There's been uh, six or so, I think. 420 satellites. They're all in a perfect line.
0: Yeah. So there are. So oh. I went
1: to this website and it said like, I, like you look,
0: you put in your, you can put in your coordinates, but I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm just gonna.
3: they trace just, me. I just, I <laughs> so uh, I just,
0: I just searched like, oh, what if I'm in the Midwest? What if I'm in like, you know, Indiana, Michigan, Detroit area? I actually, I think I just put in Detroit because I don't want them to know where I live. And uh and then I wrap my head in tin foil <laughs> and uh, anyhow like they anyhow yeah they put in there like you can see like there's two different viewings apparently of the starlink so there's the first, set of Starlink that was launched, which isn't that many, and it's not that visible. Right. Then there's the newest one where it's a shit ton of these set. Like, yeah. it look, it's almost looks like a bunch of UFOs yeah. going in one line. Like, just
3: the fact that they're in a straight line is yeah. very... Now, uh, that, now that you guys say that, and I they're don't know bright what you're too. talking about yeah. because I just saw that on the news, actually, the other day. Somebody in L.A. was taking pictures and of this thing going by that looked like this... Basic snake that was a straight line snake of lights going by, mm-hmm. and they thought it might be those uh, grocery bags with candles lighting them up and saying, "I don't know what you call those things, but lantern you know, or whatever." Yeah, Chinese lantern, Chinese lantern type UFOs. thing. And no, they they thought it was that, and it actually was what you guys Starland, yeah. You guys are talking about, that. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah the, and the, it's been a there's uh, a lot of amateur astronomers that it's become a controversial topic because of course Elon. He has 420 of them in the sky now, but he has plans to do many, many more. And so you have this massive array, kind of orbiting all of the Earth. Um, is it going to be a situation that's kind of disturbed the night sky? That's called um, space junk. Yeah. So he's come out with, uh, I think the second or third iteration of Starlink has a special coating of uh, paint on it that's supposedly supposed to like yeah, reflect less. Yeah. It's it. Yeah. There there's been. A lot of even if it's he, a hot topic.
3: Even yeah. if he does that, though, when you think about it, and you're putting a manned mission up there, and you're shooting it up through 420 of his things, how much other crap is up there that you got to figure out? Is your rocket going to hit that stuff while you're going up? And oh, by the way, there's men in it. Ain't my job. but would, I'm glad I'm.
0: <laughs> I would well, like to see like because that the the planning of the orbit of. All of those satellites has to be ridiculous, as far as like not hitting anything else, any other space junk, and I know they're all like traveling at the same, you know, uh, you know, elevation or whatever, you mm. know, what, Like they're they're all at the same spot essentially, traveling no, the, same the same speed.
3: No, they're not. No. No, they're not.
0: <laughs> no. Okay. Well, maybe they're not then. Uh, There's but a
3: whole bunch of different altitudes, and some are. Basically fixed orbits, you know, where they're looking at one particular point in space. If it's Direct TV, wants you to look at their well, i no,
0: no, 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 no. I'm talking about Starlink. Starlink on its oh, own. Oh, I'm not, sorry. I'm not
3: sorry. all of the, not every single satellite. I'm, I'm just talking about all the other crap. No,
0: that's okay, up there. all the other crap. I know that they're all at different, like, you know, different positions or oh, different orbits and all that. Sorry. Starlink, Mis- I think, is the same. I'm pretty sure, but yeah, I don't it's know.
3: um.
1: So it says most most commercial satellites are um. 1,000 kilometers plus in orbit, and Starlink is at 550 kilometers. Partially why it's you know so visible. It's it's uh, re- reflecting this the light off of the sun. That's, that's very low. And it it's very very low orbit. Um, and being that they're all in a straight line, it it provides this uh, unique vision in the sky. Essentially, that a lot of people are kind of caught off guard by, um, thinking it might be a UFO or some sort of other. Um, Like you said, with the Chinese lanterns, it looks like that
3: when you see it. So going back to when you guys called me, you were talking about, you know, the whole thing going on with the next manned mission and all the things that are going on with the Tic Tac and the, the video that I sent you guys. What do you guys think about that? Do you do you think that all I think we're being the, uh, observed. No, I My- think like with the new stuff that came out just declassified videos and the video that I sent you guys. What do you what do you guys that never have actually seen man land on the moon personally and all the stuff that's happened in your entire lifetime. What do you think of that kind of thing where is it true? Is it not true? Did it really happen? Did it not happen? Because of all the, you know, the people that are saying, oh, we never landed on the moon. What do you guys think? You, Matt,
1: what, it, David, what's the question? What well, do you, I think that, you know, like th- there definitely is a conspiracy community that likes to feed on the the idea that we didn't land on the moon. Which is false? That's bullshit. Completely false. I mean, it just—we've talked about it before. You see these documentaries of the Apollo uh, astronauts that, that are still living, and the emotion that they that they share in the documentaries, and we, we've talked how how badly we'd love to meet one of them um, and just hear it in person. Um, but I think with the Buzz the tic tac, you
2: can reach us at uh, Eclipse on. <laughs> well,
1: I did I did email Charlie Duke, and he didn't he didn't get back to me yet. <laughs> Well,
0: he probably doesn't run that email. But the reason I said, (laughs) what is the question is because I am, I'm not even like, I don't even, when someone, I, when I see that, when somebody writes something about like, it's a conspiracy or I see a video, I'm like, that doesn't even register with me because it's not like, I don't even. It's so far from the truth. Yeah. Like the one thing like, uh, and I, I think we've mentioned this before, the documentary In the Shadow of the Moon is one of the best documentaries as far as. You know the the whole story and the the truth behind all that, and you can really get a sense for just uh, like the truth and the emotion behind it. Like these these guys actually did go there, and they have a story to tell. And one of the guys, Gene Cernan, R. I. P. Um, he one of the, one of the most powerful things that he said in the documentary that really like I mean not that I ever was a non-believer anyway but um he got very emotional like in that documentary and said you know no one absolutely no one can take those footsteps away from me that i put on the moon you know along those lines that's what he's kind of said but like you 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 look and you watch him say that and you're like okay this this isn't like this isn't some bullshitter yeah you know he's not this is uh I, i think people constantly like I mean, I think there's so much stuff that we like live with on a day-to-day basis that isn't real that we want to be real like like Santa Claus or like Lance Armstrong or like um, you know, things like that. Like you, you want you want that to be real. You want that story to be real, but it's not real. Right. And so people get disappointed so they become like these massive skeptics, but I think honestly with the technology as shitty as it was, technic, you know, I hate to be hate to shit on Apollo, but the technology wasn't that good mm-hmm. in Apollo. But I think they did it. I think they actually went.
3: Technology back then was non-existent yeah. to com- yeah. no, compared no, to what you guys calculator. had. To not- yeah, I mean, calculator like level. our
0: iPhone is more powerful than the module You
3: had a slide rule figuring out orbits and descent r- angles you, and yeah. everything
0: else. Yeah, it was like all you literally had to be like. A physical science professor to be able to go to the moon because you had to figure everything out by it was paper so and analog. pencil. Everything was so analog. You know, yeah. so but one of the that documentary, like I would recommend that to anybody. And you can, if you're just looking to like just if if what you need is to s- l- see it in somebody's eyes and hear it in their voice, whether it was real, watch that documentary. Yeah, you know, if you don't believe it in your heart that you, we already went there to begin with, but. And you can already see that from satellite images of the moon, anyway, all the landing sites. But here's my theory, and I shoot,
2: <laughs> my theory is that we were planted here.
0: But no, no, the question was, did we go to the moon? Oh no, we definitely well, went to the moon. He, but my- he
1: there was a there. Were, he also race chaser yeah. also said the moon stuff, but then he also. Uh, There was a tangent off of that about the Tic Tacs. Is that real? I'm
0: sorry. All I heard was the moon thing. I get fired up about that. Go ahead. We
2: definitely went to the moon, but it took us a long time to develop that technology. My theory is that we were planted here. Someone, some being, whoever, found Earth, planted us here and said, let's start a uh, Petri dish and just see what happens with them. You look at all the races uh, on the planet. We all look a lot different from one another. And they delivered us here as an experiment to see how we would all coexist. That's that, that's my theory.
3: To daisy chain off of that. Not not to be You'd like... use a, a daisy chain? chain. Cons- I was used- going to say, I've heard you guys use daisy chain It's, a, it's so become I gotta, a podcast. i got to go with daisy chain. That was well-planned. So to daisy chain chaser. off an ace, If nath is talking like that i it sounds like he's actually talked to me in the past about this because i i look at the whole thing going if you've taken all these races and you put them on a ship and you bring them to the one planet and go how are these races from you know thousands of different planets whether you're an eskimo or you live in india or you live in brazil or you live in argentina or peru or russia or uh, the United States or Canada or wherever you're from and you, you talk about the Tower of Babel and you put them on one planet and you go, what's going to happen if we put all these on one planet? And they're all humanoid and you go, that'd be fun to watch. And so we have the Tic Tacs watching what's yeah. going to happen.
2: Yeah, They're they're totally like just watching their
0: experiment. That's my theory.
3: Just Daisy Chaining, sorry. What's, so, <laughs>
0: Here's another question. Here, here's a daisy chain follow-up to the daisy chain question. Chaining off a chain. All right, go on. What's the point in that? Like, do they have nothing better to do than yeah. watch? No, that's a, a, that, a
3: technology. That's a technology and a civilization so advanced that they've found, like the the exoplanets that we're finding since Hubble was invented and put into space, by the shuttle, by the way and they've discovered so many exoplanets now that have the possibility of life and you're that civilization that is hundreds of millions of years advanced to the earth yeah and you go around in your whatever you're going around in whether it's a physical spaceship or it's anything I, it, that we can't even imagine and you take people and you do hey. years advanced from what we have. You go, hey, there's a planet right there. We can plant a little seed and go, yeah. there's, uh, a tr- there's a tribe of these like, and there's a tribe of those and there's a tribe it's of like these. like all
2: of your different chains of hops, David.
3: But do you, you, you get you where I'm coming
2: some... from? If
0: you're that far advanced, if you're that far advanced, why? It's an experiment. Well, no, no, no. If, if you're like, do you have just a whole colony worth of people to fly around the moon and just observe people? Like,
3: is that no, like, yeah, without, no, yeah. there's, it, there's nothing it, it, else for them to do? I mean, no, that's it. partly, that's just what they do. That, it's just one of those yeah. things where if you're that far advanced that you know that no one is further advanced than you, no one's coming along to you and done that to you, that Let's you Let's find a planet that's, that's and And you can travel, habitable. you can travel space and time To find a planet that's habitable. Yeah. For all those races, it'd be like you taking your dog level. Throw them on there and see
1: what happens. That's my theory. I think that the the interesting thing about it all is that if you look at the Tic Tac stuff and you kind of investigate it and you think about it as far as timelines, the biggest mind-blowing factor there is that as humans, we consider ourselves at least within the planet earth to be the most advanced species or the the most advanced individuals on the terrestrial body that we inhabit. And then you think about the tic-tacs and it throws a little wrench in that. And all of a sudden you start to think is what if w- there
2: is a planet
1: of the apes, if, if, if <laughs> there is something embodying the tic-tacs, if that is real, how much further advanced are they? Um, in, when you put it into like a timelines perspective, that's when, that's one of those types of moments when If you're laying down at night trying to fall asleep and you think about just what's beyond, what's beyond, and it just rattles your brain. That's that's, that's the kind of thing
3: that that, that I ran into. I don't mean to ran into it. I didn't run into it. I was one of those things I was curious about when I was about Nath's daughter's age where we had our minister over for dinner. I think I was a little older than Mila, but I was probably five. I probably was five. And we had our minister over for dinner and my dad didn't know how to answer this question. And I asked him one day, Dad, where does space go? And if he he said it's infinite, well, if it's infinite, there's got to be an end. Well, if it's a brick wall out there, how thick is the brick wall, and what's on the other side of the brick wall? And if there's a cloud past the brick wall, how thick is the cloud? And yeah, is it white? Is it? it, it yeah. black? is it just? Is how it not? Yeah. far is infinite? If you're right. and so, we had our minister over for dinner one night, and I asked him that, and he had no idea what to say to me because it was a little tiny kid going, "Hey, where does the sky go? Yeah. And what what's that about?" the next year I got a telescope for Christmas.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's like, <laughs> Here the son, go figure it out. That's the beauty of it all. I think is that, that, that thought when you like, like I said, if you're laying down and, and it really racks your brain, it's almost an anxiety moment where you feel like, you yeah. know, you're trying to fall asleep maybe. And you start thinking about something like that and you, you can't because your mind can't comprehend it. And then maybe you're inspired to, to get a telescope or, or to try to, to seek out what, what is beyond. And, um, and I think that inspires a lot of people. Here, here, here's a thing I just thought of. Here, um,
0: okay, so say, say that there are Tic Tacs observing us, like we are planted here, being observed. Okay, what happens to all of the evolution that we believe in, like we think we came from apes or monkeys? What happens to like so? Say maybe, all that maybe is it, true, though. That's
1: what they planted here. Well, and and that's where it, that's where it gets interesting. Well, why if,
0: would they be? Like it took it took, like. Well, I mean, look at look hundreds at, of thousands of millions of years to ev- evolve to human beings. Why would they continue to keep observing us that whole time?
1: Yeah, and I think the thing, like, with all of this, kind of to, to tie it all together, the biggest thing is to just, if you're someone that's enthusiastic about wondering what's beyond. Um, what, looking at a tic-tac and actually taking it um, not necessarily for truth but understanding that this could be real kind of staying open-minded about it all it happens to um, continue to inspire uh, when, when, when you stay open-minded you, you're inspired to continue to want to get out side, look up at the night sky and
3: wonder what's what's beyond. I, yeah, like you said, Matt, you, you, you have to maintain that open mind. I'm, I'm 66 years old. I'll be 67 this summer. And your dad, mm-hmm. my dad, who would now be 95 this year, to keep that open mind and go, you know, what actually happened to bring us to this point mm-hmm. where you're looking at it and going... <clears throat> is this really all there is or is this all I want? Just the beginning.
2: All I want
3: is when I die, I want to learn the answers. You never know that until you die and don't do that before I do. Yeah, that's, that's (laughs) all I want.
2: I just want to know the answers.
3: But that's the thing is like, while, while we're here, so
1: long as we maintain that open mind and, and, and focus on being inspired, like, we might not ever get to that point where i don't think the human mind is designed to be able to comprehend certain things but you can push it as far as it possibly can and that and that's how like if you if you if you look back to the apollo missions and stuff like none of that would have ever happened if there wasn't and it's well of course there was the fight the race against the russians but the 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 initiation of all that race was we want to figure out what's beyond what's beyond our planet and um I think that's what's most inspiring for me is is just knowing that we do have a complex brain that ca- is capable of achieving some pretty great things while we're here. The inspiration uh, hopefully will always continue. And, and the the thing that's always going to be special is that the era of space in which you grew up in, no matter what, will always be the golden era of space travel.
3: Oh my gosh, yeah.
1: It, it will always be because oh. it's the first um, there was nothing like it before that, and anything that advances past it, whether, however technologically advanced it may be, with rockets landing, in, um, you know, coming back down boosters reusable, all that sort of thing is great. But the golden age of space era is the most inspirational thing that human beings have ever done, I, uh, and it will
3: always be. I, to, to look at that, though, I mean, not to take anything away from what you're just saying, Matt. To look at the reusables where you look at the shuttle which is now leading into the whole thing that we're going into now semi-privatization where you've got the NASA astronauts going up on a semi-private uh, launch vehicle to the station where the state the uh, shuttle was what built the station. Absolutely, Without the yeah. shuttle there would never have been a space station not like it is today. Right. I mean there may have been the you know, uh, the early versions of a space station, but nothing like what we see today. And the, the and station now is not, like,
0: as far as technology compared to, like, what we have launching, like, on SpaceX the ground, yeah. and all that.
1: Like It's not anywhere it is, near here. Yeah. It,
0: it's because it's, it's prehistoric. stuff. it's, it's,
1: it's, yeah. you can, you can visually see the stepping stones in the, 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 the eras of space travel. It's going to be a really interesting time here in the next, I would say, 10 years. And uh, to see in the upcoming, you know, three weeks here when we have manned launch, launching on the first private space flight uh, mission ever. But um, with that said, I think it's it's probably a good spot to wrap up here for episode thirty-two. Here in the uh, beautiful weather we're having here in the month of May, finally in the in the state of Michigan, the beautiful acres of property that we have here at Pub Thirty Nine A, acres and,
0: and acres, and
3: Pub. E-Rook, the
0: and and the the uh solo E-Rook? uh yeah 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 the uh the, the login from
1: E-Rook, the uh you know little uh
2: thanks for joining us race Chas- yeah race chaser
1: thank you very much for joining us th- that was a deep dive I very much so.
3: really 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 bucket list want to see a man launch from the US we
1: could make it happen it's a it's still two and a half weeks away
3: I mean <clears throat> if any th- if any time
2: was appropriate, now is the time. Yeah, because it's, it's there's easy. There's not anything th- for us to do. <laughs> there, there's
1: really nothing pressing. Um, Herb Brooks said it's our time. It, it is our time. So it, we, we should definitely talk about it. The problem
3: with that is is if even if we took the camper, where would we take the camper? Because campgrounds aren't open. <laughs> well, some of them are opening. It <laughs> we would have re- to investigate. I, would... remember,
2: I remember going to a bike race in, in Dad's um, conversion van, and we... we didn't have a plan or anything, and we just slept in, like the rest stops. I, mean, I think that was, that was that was the tour to it.
3: Georgia, watching Lance for the first time when you guys wanted to go pro so bad.
2: And we, we were driving back, and we just found a rest stop. We're like, we got to sleep for like four or five hours. We moved the seats
1: around. Everybody slept. It could happen. Everybody it might require it. a little bit of creative planning, that, but, it, that's, but we
3: could make it happen. That's my reference. Remember that motel
1: we stopped at? That's
3: (laughs) my reference to a...
2: (laughs) That's a story for the
1: next podcast. (laughs) And with that, we say goodnight, folks. That's what I call a pilgrimage. (laughs) Long story short, we could could definitely make it happen. Who knows? We shall see. But... um, with that said, uh, episode 32 is a wrap. Be sure to uh, follow us on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, at Eclipse on Tap. We've got some cool videos of the uh, the recent kit live and in action and uh, on Twitter, at Eclipse on Tap as well. We're also on Facebook, and you can find us on the web, EclipseOnTap.space. And you can find us on Zwift Power. E- oh, team yeah. Eclipse on Tap.
0: Send your application in. I will approve or deny. Send your palmer One of the two. Give at least 48 hours notice, or 48 hours to allow your application to process. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremiah, don't mind.
2: Don't don't even bother sending.
1: Yeah, we'll have a uh, a certain minimum watts per kilo. You can join the virtual <laughs> Eclipse on Tap Revolution. The Revolution. The digital racing age is here. The
0: digital revolution, Eclipse on Tap
1: team. Go ahead, send an application in. (laughs) And with that said, we thank you all for listening and tuning in. We'll see you next time for episode 33 in the hopefully very warm month of June here in the state of Michigan. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.